Oh, good morning, everyone. It's Memorial Day weekend. I hope everybody's got some cookouts and, uh, and some family fun plans uh, in store. If nothing else, you get an extra day off. But more importantly, we hope that uh, you do take time. Uh, we'll have a video here shortly about that. But to take time to remember that it's more than just about the cookouts and the things like that that we can do. But it's really about remembering those who served and lost their lives so that we have the freedom that we have to be in this building today, to be worshiping freely, uh, unencumbered by any regulation or authority over us telling us you can't talk to God, you can't read your Bible, you can't come and get together and worship. Because there's places like that still today in this world but because of the country we live in and the brave men who have fought for those freedoms and today recognizing those who have died for those freedoms and how parallels the battles that we have as Christian people and how Christ died so that we could have the freedoms that we have as well. Let's worship. I invite you to stand. This is a day that the Lord has made. is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and celebrate. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice, I will rejoice and celebrate. He goes before me. He walks beside me. He's my defender. He's my defender. He's my provider. He's my provider. His overflowing mercies are brand new every day. This 
today that the Lord has made. I will rejoice, I will rejoice and worship again today. Um, for uh, those who are visiting with us the first time, we're glad to have you. If you are a visitor of ours, we do have the visitor cards in the pews. Make sure you fill those out and drop them into the, uh, the bucket or get those uh, in the places that go by get those to one of our ushers. We do also want to welcome our uh, Hispanic congregation who's joining with us today. Um, as Pastor John is away uh, tending to more of um, the needs of his family, after his father's death, we are honored and privileged to have Pastor Julio uh, and his congregation joining us. You'll get to hear Pastor Julio this morning. Always very deep uh, and, and, and thoughtful in, in his messages, and I'm sure you're going to enjoy uh, this morning as well as tonight. So uh, let's welcome the Hispanic congregation with us and all our visitors with us. And let's just have a word of prayer. Dear Lord, we do thank you for... All your mercies, Lord, this is the day that you have made, and you have called us uh, to come before you, Lord, and uh, we've gathered in your name, yes. and we're here in your presence, and we're asking that you would just come among us, dwell among us, yes. as we worship your name, as we give praise and glory and honor to you and for all you do for us, Father. Guide us through our time of worship, and Lord, today as we lift up your name, let us not forget the sacrifice that was made for those who uh, gave their lives for us in our country, but let us not also forget the sacrifice that you made by allowing your son to come to this place to die for our sins so that we can experience freedom and victory in the name of Jesus. And it is in the name of Jesus we pray these things. Amen. Amen. Just a couple of quick announcements real fast. Um, Darla, she's up there. Okay. Um, for those who haven't seen or heard, uh, Charlotte Hayes, um, you know, has been really uh, struggling and, and fighting. Um, this past week was um, was one that took a turn really quickly and um, w ended up in the hospice house towards the end of the week, and she did pass away uh, last night at 1130. Uh, we want to be in prayer for the Hayes family. Um, Bob and Joyce are here with us. Um, be in prayer for those who are traveling, Charlotte's family, all from West Virginia, and uh, many are hitting the road today to head down to the Carolinas and over the next uh, day or so. And uh, just especially be in prayer for Pastor Gary. He is uh, he's a frail man who is struggling with Parkinson's, and this stress just exacerbates those uh, symptoms. And um, he's, uh, he really needs your prayers and your support. So um, let's remember that family in your prayers. Darla has uh, the Thompson family uh, uh, plans as far as their, their funeral services. I'll be announcing plans once Kimmy gets back with me on uh, the Hayes uh, funeral information. Go ahead, Darla. Thank you, Pastor. Uh, Mr. Howard went to be with the Lord on Tuesday, uh, Thursday morning about 1030. Um, I have been in contact with Lori, their granddaughter, and um, the services are Tuesday morning, 12 to 1.30 visitation at Greens Northwest, 
and then the funeral is at 2 o'clock at Greens Northwest. For those of you who are saying, well, who's Mr. Thompson? Him and his wife always came in late, very tall, skinny gentleman, and they sat back here on the right-hand side. Uh, he was in a very bad car accident. Both of them were two weeks ago, well, three weeks ago now. And he sustained substantial injuries from that accident. And um, he is in the presence of Jesus now with no diabetes, no cancer, and, and he's not walking slow. Mm. Um, but please continue to pray for Cindy Butch, his daughter, and their family that comes. And uh, Wanda Davis will be contacting some of you ladies. She's going to get the meal together since Miss Glenda is unable to, to do it. And... Um, Pastor John's out of town, so I had to put my brain together and see who I could remember was on those committees. So thank you, Wanda, for, for doing that. Whoever you've got to help you, thank y'all. Also, today, Wanda Dover's nephew passed away this week on Thursday. His visitation is from 2 to 3.30 at Greens Northwest. And please continue to pray for that family. It was an unexpected passing. And y'all know she's just lost her mother a few mm -hmm. weeks ago. So if y'all would please pray for that family. Like I said, his, his name's Chris Cooper. His visitation is today from 2 to 3.30 at Greens Northwest.
Indeed, freedom is not free, but we're thankful that we have freedom in Christ. I do invite you to stand and worship with us as we continue through our, our time uh, together this morning.
next song um, is probably going to be new to most of you. Uh, Pastor Julio asked us if we would do this one. It's called Build My Life, and the bridge starts out and it says, Sing the bridge. I will build my life upon your love. building your life on the right foundation and that's Jesus Christ everything we do every word we sing every song we praise everything that was in us is because of the foundation we have in Jesus there's none like it and this morning if you have a need and you need to come to this place to pray about something in your own life to lift up one of the many prayer needs we have in our church while we sing this song. It may not be familiar with you, but the message is very clear. To trust in God. So this morning, if you have a need, you need to trust in Him. If you need to pray for someone else, if you have a burden on your heart, we want you to use this place. Come as we lift our little words and our voices in praise to the Lord. Yeah. 
Lasky this morning to stand. Just stand for, for this prayer. And I will ask you to help me this morning do two things. The first one is you're going to put your arms this way. Palms facing down. And you will think about things that you want to let go today. This is the way you're going to let go. And after you finish letting go of the things that you don't want no more than you want the Lord to start taking care for you, then you will change your arms and you will go this way. And as you change to this way, you're going to be receiving. You're going to be asking God what you want to receive this morning. Okay? Can you help me with that? Please, in your own prayer, as you put your arms, your palms down, in your own prayer, start asking God what you want, what do you want to let go this morning? And I will pray. As I'm praying, you do your own prayer this morning. Amen? Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you because you have been good to us. We thank you because we have a number of people that want to dedicate the first day of the week to you. We thank you because they have come here. And since they were coming from the parking lot, they were praising your name and they wanted to be here and they wanted to join the others in community because it's amazing, oh Lord, when we get together and as we say, God bless you, brother. That way I came in no longer is the same way because I'm going home blessed. A brother blessed me with that deep heart and I thank you for that. And I thank you because this morning, many people here this morning are letting go of a heavy weight, a burden, something that has been bothering them and they want to put them on your hands, oh Lord. And I'm asking you, Lord, receive it. And I'm asking you, Lord, to take care of that for them. And I want you, oh my Father, my Savior, my Lord, to give them an answer when you're re ready to give them the answer. We pray for all the families over here. And we thank you, Lord, because even, even before we got out of the house, you were protecting us. Even when we got out in our car and we were driving towards church, maybe we don't know, but you avoided accidents. And you, and you got us through and, and we made it safe here. And maybe, Lord, without us knowing there was an illness or a disease that you took care of and, and we don't have it and you, you took care of us, Lord. Maybe you're taking care, and I know you're taking care of our family, our kids, our uncles, aunts, grandparents, parents. And we thank you for that, Lord, because you are amazing, God. And after we have given all our problems to you, we're going to turn our hands and we're going to say, God, we, I receive from you this and that. I don't know what you want to receive this morning. I don't know what you're doing. But it's time to turn back to God. And it's time to say, I'm here, Lord, to receive what you want me to receive, to hear what you want me to hear. And I want to bless your name all the time. Thank you, Lord. And I know you're going to take care of 
our brothers that are sick, I know you will. I know you will keep on protecting us and you will keep on providing and you will be with us. Your word says that you will be with us until the end of our lives and we thank you for that because you have done it with some of our friends that are already with you, Lord, in your presence. And we praise you for that, Lord, and we thank you for that. And we ask you that this morning we're going to give you a good praise. We're going to keep you praising and we're going to keep you you know, with our minds, and we're going to put attention to what you want to tell us, Lord. We're not going to deviate from that. We're going to put attention, and we're going to concentrate on your word because we want to receive from you, Lord. We want to hear from you, Lord, this morning, and we thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. have our ushers come forward at this time. That's a good one, y'all. My goodness, Andrew, that looks good. <laughs> I hope everybody is well this morning. 
It's good to be in God's house, even with all the tragedies and the things that have happened this week. God still gave it to us, and it was a good week. No matter what, it was a good week. We have to remember that. And for all of those who have lost family, my heart goes out to you. One thing I want to ask this morning, do we have military here, retired or whatever? Would you stand and let us see you? We thank you for your service this morning. Thank you for what you sacrificed for all of us, and we pray for y'all. I do. I pray for the military all the time because I had a brother that served. He stayed in for 30 years. He was a lifey. He passed away December 7th was a year ago, but he was an Air Force gentleman. That's all I need to say about him. But this song this morning is Grady and uh, Violet asked me to sing this a while back, and I said, okay, if I ever get around to singing again and my sinuses ever allow me to, okay. And I'm going to try it this morning, so y'all please just keep me in your prayers and your fingers crossed. And I love you this morning, and by the way, I love God and Jesus. He is my master. I, he, he rules me in everything that I do. He sets that goal for me to try to meet. And if I don't meet it, sometimes I fall short. But you know what? He pulls me right back up and sits me down and says, Listen, Diane, and when, you know, if you ever had a whipping from the Lord, you know what they feel like. But anyway, I want you to pray for me this morning, and I love you all. You may be down and feel like God has somehow forgotten That you are faced with circumstances you can't get through But now it seems there's no way out and you're going under God's proven time, time and again, He'll take care of you, and He'll do it again, oh, He'll do it again, if you just take a look at where you are now.
Amen. It's nice to be here this morning. I thank you for the opportunity, and I thank you for allowing me to be part of your family and for allowing us to be part of your family, that uh, group that uh, has come in to, uh, to support the uh, Spanish ministry, and we thank them, too, for doing that. Um, my life, I haven't forgot, I'm going to keep on praying for the prison ministry. Uh, you, some of you have received this little note from Allah. Please pray for them. Uh, because, and as I pray, this, I preach this morning, you will hear that again. But since Mala gave me this, these people are behind bars. 
but the word of God is free. And he will make it there. They will hear and they hear and if from this ministry. The word of God is free. Paul said that. Paul said that. Okay. And it's memorial, right? Tomorrow. And one of the things that I remember that my father used to say, and somebody used to say, I don't remember anymore. You were brave before. When you were in the military, you were our hero before. And it doesn't matter how old you are, you will be our hero forever because of what you did. And we thank you for that. Amen. This morning, I want to talk to you about Micaiah, the son of Imla. You know, when I read that Micaiah, son of Imla, I'm thinking Micaiah was a common name. That's why they say Micaiah, the son of Imla, to dif differentiate that. But I want you to open your Bible, and that will be, instead of 2 Kings, it will be 1 Kings chapter 22, verses 13 to 14. I want to start with those two verses. And if you can help me with that. It will be 1 Kings chapter 22, verses, tw uh, ver verses 13 to 14. We have a brave person that can read it for us. It reads this way. The messenger who had gone to summon Micaiah said to him, Look, the other prophets, without exception, are predicting success for the king. Let your word agree with theirs and speak favorably. But Micaiah said, As surely as the Lord lives, I can tell him only what the Lord tells me to tell him. In the framework that we are today, we need people like Micaiah. We need people to speak the word the way it is. In the framework that we are today, we need people like Micaiah preaching the word. Teaching the word, educating people the way God wants us to hear. And in chapter 22, it's the only chapter that we hear about Micaiah. From beginning to end, talks about Micaiah, and never again we hear about this person. And as we read the Bible, and as, as we instruct ourselves, we find out, hey, this is a message for us. It's a message that applies to every single generation. Because like I, tell you before, I told you before, the Word of God travels through time, and it applies to us still today. And it's amazing to find out that we 
the story starts as King Ahab is the king of Israel, and King Jehoshaphat is the king of Judah. And King Ahab has lost a land from the Assyrians. And three years after, Jehoshaphat is coming to visit King Ahab, and he wants to get that land back. And as he wants to get that land back, he, he wants to ask for help to King Jehoshaphat. When you ask for help, you have a need. And then when you have a need, need calls mercy. And mercy opens hearts. It doesn't matter what type of heart, it will open a heart and you will be willing to help. Guess what King Jehoshaphat said? King Jehoshaphat said, hey, my horses are your horses, my people are your people, I will help you. Getting that land back. But let's consult God. Oh, consult God. Sometimes we help people and we don't consult God. And we end up in a major problem, in a major difficulty because we were trying to do a good deed and help somebody. But when we consult God, because this man was saying, let's consult God because let's see if we can, you know, if, we, if, if he will allow us to Go and take that land, or he will say, don't. Because if we consult God, and Joshua was probably thinking this way, because if we don't consult God, and we go there with all these army, with all these, uh, you know, guns, and we get defeated, we're going to come back worse than before. So let's consult God. King Ahab came back and said, hey, Call those 400 prophets. They summoned these prophets, and 400 came in, and he said, Hey, we want to take that land. What do you say? Will it be possible or not? And the 400 say, King, go ahead and take it, because the Lord has given it to you. You're going to come back victorious. It's amazing that King Joshua say, Is there a prophet of God that we can consult? Is there an, a prophet of God that we can consult? He knew that these 400 prophets were not prophets of God, that these prophets wanted to tell the king what the king wanted to hear. And Joshua knew that. Today is May 26, and we need people like King Joshua that are able to identify the false from the true. We need that today. And how are you going to do that? John, in, 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 in the letters of, uh, in the writings of John, he says, be careful with those seducers. Paul talks about that. You need to train and you need to study in order to identify these false prophets. That's what Paul says. King Jehoshaphat say, is there another prophet of God that we can consult? King Ahab said, hey, listen, there's one, but I don't like him. I hate him. 
I hate him because he never tells me what I want to hear. He tells me what God wants to tell me. And they say, okay, bring him in. The king, King Ahab says, go get him. Guess where Micaiah was? Micaiah was not at home. Micaiah was not in the temple. Micaiah was not in school. Micaiah was in prison. And do you know why Micaiah was in prison? Because he was a good prophet of God. Because he said the truth. Guess what? The people of God will get in trouble for saying the truth. The false doesn't have nothing to lose because they false and they don't have morals. They will say, God told me when God never told them anything. When God is not involved in anything, they don't have no morals. And that's why we need people like Joshaphat today. How do you identify the false from the truth? That's your little homework. And they broke Joshaphat. And that's where verses 13 and 14 start. Can you put that again? 13 and 14. So they have sent a messenger, probably a captain or, you know, a higher official. And that higher official is, is getting Micaiah out of jail and say, hey, you know, we had a, the king wants this guy and he wants it in, in the royal palace right away, ASAP. And they say, okay. As he goes, he's telling Micaiah, hey, listen, there's two kings in there dressed in royal robes and there is a majestic palace with two thrones and there is an army of all these people and the prophets of God it's amazing what's happening in there everyone is telling the same thing they tell him the king you're going to come victorious out of that and you're going to get that land back you do the same You do the same. Guess what he said? What he said? Micaiah said, As surely as the Lord lives, I can tell him only what the Lord tells me. A prophet, a king, a priest, When they say, as surely as the Lord lives, they were taking an oath that I will, I will say, I will not take a letter or put an extra letter. I will say the way God says it. They were taking an oath. As surely as the Lord lives, I can tell him, the king, only what the Lord 
tells me. Nowadays, people are saying that God, God told me to tell you this. And God never told him anything. Never told him anything. God is not in that matter. And guess what happens? We get seduced with that because there's going to be some people, and I see them on TV, and I go, oh, boy. <laughs> they get you. And once they get you, they get along with you. And they start taking away everything from you. They're so deceiving. And this man, we need people. That's why I'm telling you we need people like Micaiah. I will only teach what the Lord tells me to teach. I will preach only what the Lord tells me to preach. I will speak outside these walls. Walls, and I will tell people what God wants me to tell them Amen. from here. But guess what? I think many of us have lost this Bible because we don't read it. We don't study it. I don't know how long you've been in this church. And if you're able, to, you have been able to memorize the word and has that word come alive and you cannot hold it, and you have to go to somebody. Guess what God told me this morning? I, I, I was reading this, and I started, I'm shaking because God spoke to me, and I got to tell you what he did. And, and it, that message goes, message goes through. Just with this word, just with this word, many people get saved. Just with this word, millions will be saved. Just with this word. And if we study it and if we read it, we'll, we will not have any problems with false prophets. There will be no false prophets in here. Let me tell you something. The word of God is being preached in this place. I'll tell you this. The word of God is preached in this place. This is the word of God. It's nobody else's. And God wants you to hear that, Rock Hill. He wants you to hear that it's not what you want to hear. It's what God wants you to hear. So you can apply it on your life. So you can live a life different. And you can be like Micaiah and be presenting the word of God faithful. You know what the Bible says? Amazing. In, in, in Revelations, we call it in Spanish, Apocalypsis or Apocalypsis, which is the Greek, Greek word. We, we, I don't know why we kept that, but it, for us in Spanish, it's revelación. In English, it's revelation. It's the revelation of God. About the church today. And the future of those after we are gone. And you know what it says? A new heaven and a new earth. But the amazing part in chapter 21 and 22 is, is what God says. These words are trustworthy and true. 
He's checking the two chapter, 22 chapters that John wrote, and he said, these words are trustworthy and true. These men did not add or remove any word. He wrote it the way he was to, supposed to write it, and that's why these words is trustworthy and true. You know what the Bible says too? Only those that are trustworthy and true will go with the Lord when he comes back again. Amazing is this word. Trustworthy and true. That's the way you have to be. And that's why this chapter 22 of 1 Kings applies beautifully. You can read it as a story. But if, if you're not putting attention, you might miss the big message that it has. Amazingly. Guess what? He says, oh. Micaiah goes and enters, and he says, Micaiah, tell me, are we going to, do we need to go or we stay still? What do we do, Micaiah? And he uses sarcasm. He literally uses sarcasm. Go ahead. Go and have the victory. Because the man had told him, just tell him the same thing that you wanted to, that the other ones are saying. But he did tell it in a sarcastical way. Go ahead. Do it. You know, when, when you used to go and say, hey, Dad, I'm going out. I'm coming back at 12. Hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead and you will see. You remember that? Sarcastically. <laughs> Dad and Mom was talking that way. Same way the prophet is talking and saying, hey, go ahead. And guess what the king Ahab said? Didn't I tell you? He never tells me anything that I want to hear. He never wants to tell me anything that I want to hear. I want you to tell me what needs to be done here. And guess what the prophet said? When he was in jail, in prison, behind bars, he had a revelation from the Lord. He had a revelation of the entire celestial court and God asking the question, what needs to be done with Ahab? Somebody, any suggestions? The Lord, God is asking. And he says, I saw the Lord and the celestial court, these, all these spirits giving God suggestions. Remember this. God is the Lord of all these spirits, not the devil. The Bible tells you so. And he said, there was a spirit that said, I got it. I know how to do it. And the, God says, how? We're going to deceive them. We're going to put a spirit of lie on them, on those 400, so we can have Jacob go into that battle and lose. Guess what God says? And you can read it in your Bible. If you read chapter 22, go all the way back to chapter 20, start reading 20, 21, and 22, and you will see what God has for that King Ahab. I think King Ahab was the worst of the kings ever. When they were making a comparison, they say, okay, King David, the best of the best. King Ahab, the worst of the worst. And when they were, you know, looking at all the kings, and they were kind of, you know, saying, is, is he like David or is he like Ahab? Ahab was the worst. 
But he comes and says, the Lord, I saw the Lord, and the Lord say, go ahead, you do that. And boom, we read the story that the 400 are saying what the king wants to hear. First time in the Bible, if you read your Bible, first time in the Bible that you see a revelation like that, that he can see God and he can see the whole celestial, celestial court. It's the first time a man in jail. <laughs> That's why, Marla, we need to pray for these guys. God is going to show there. He always will. But the amazing thing is this. That this man comes and tells them the way it is. Listen. I saw the Lord, and he told me this. This is what's going to happen to you. If you go there, you're going to die. You're going to die. He didn't put attention to that. You know what he did, King Ahab? King Ahab went and told King Joshaphat, Hey, I know we're going to win this. We got this. We got it. You stay like that. Dressed like a royal king. And let's go to battle. And I will disguise myself. And dressed up like a regular army guy. I will put all my protection. All that stuff. And I will go and fight. Because we got this. You know what happens when a king replaces a general? On a battle? A king knows... That he's going to go there and win the battle. He's 100% sure that he got it. And that's what Ahab thought. And he went. But the deceiving part is that Ahab was playing two things. You dressed up like that, Joshaphat. You stayed like that. The Assyrian king said, all I want is for you all. I don't want you to look for the small. I don't want you to look for the big soldiers. I want you to kill Ahab. And everyone was looking for Ahab. When they saw a royal king, they say Ahab. But it was Joshaphat. Huh? Sneaky, huh? That Ahab was sneaky. And he said, Joshaphat, when he was surrounded, say, no, not me. I'm, I'm Joshaphat. And they recognized him and say, no, that's not Ahab. And they left him alone. And in the battle, Ahab was fighting. You know, when they have those kings, they have... They don't do horse or they don't do walking. They have those chariots, right? And that royal chariot and a soldier. Have you seen those movies when everyone has the bow and the and everyone is throwing bows all over the place? There was a soldier that was throw one. They threw one, and guess what? That arrow hit Ahab between the joints. And got him. And he asked uh, his helper, I'm hurt. Take me out of here. And the Bible says that the battle got worse and he couldn't get out of there. And there was hours, hours, and he came the afternoon and King Ahab died. And he says that the blood ran all over the place. 
on the chariot and on the floor. And he may have died. And you know what Micaiah told him to? I saw the people of Israel running away because they, they didn't have a, a shepherd. They didn't have a king. And everyone picked up their tent and went home. Everyone. And guess what happened when the king dies? That's it. King is dead. War is over. We lost. And everyone was shouting, run away. Escape for your life. What was fulfilled here? The word of the false prophets or the word of God? Be careful. Because if you don't study the Bible and if you don't pick that book, the book of God, and you don't get the strength and you don't get the battery that you need, the charge that you need, you will get weakened, weak, and you will start listening to the 400 false prophets. And you will be confused. Only hear what God wants you to hear. And you will, you'll be safe. And you will be trustworthy and true. And when the Lord comes the second time, you will be part of that. I saw a new heaven and a new earth. And you will be part of those. Are you trustworthy? Are you true? Or are you fake? How long have you been faking? That the Lord spoke to you but never talked to you? How long? Are you going to stop it now? And you're going to take God's side? You better to be on God's side. Because Hebrew chapter 10 says, Horrendous is the lake of fire. <laughs> I, I was learning that in the lake of fire, the Bible, you know, the Lord introduced the, um, um, how do you call the, um, uh, I'm thinking in Spanish, I'm sorry, the uh, hell. <laughs> the Lord, Jesus, is the one that introduced hell. And in Revelations, you can read about the lake of fire. And in my understanding is, in the lake of fire, you can put as many hells as you want. And it's so big. And it's so terrible that I don't want to be there. Just thinking on it. Be careful with that. Be careful. That is why I tell you that this word alone is good for salvation. Your salvation is here. But the blood of Christ, my friend, will put you there. I want you to take that home. This is needed in your life, on your daily life. So you can be able to identify between the true and the false. Amen? Anybody here has heard this word and is looking for having a closer relationship with God?
Anybody here that would like to accept the Lord as their Savior? Anybody here that is being playing outside the Lord's house and pretending to be some somebody that is not, that will like to repent and accept the Lord as their truly Savior? Anybody here? I will ask you to stand. And many of you probably have received this morning. Many of you are going to be going tomorrow morning or today. You're going to go out there and you're going to tell the word as it is. You're not going to add and you're not going to remove. You're going to tell it as it is. And you're going to tell it to that people or the people that needs it. And you will do that today and you will do it probably tomorrow. But think about that for a minute because you need to be a Christian of action. God wants you to be of action. Action every day. Not just the Sundays, not just the Wednesdays. Every day of your life. Because we are saved. And all our sins were, were removed. And now we are clean. And we're going to be judged for the good things that we did. Not for the bad things because the bad things that were forgiven. The Bible says that he, 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 knows what, he doesn't remember anymore. Just for the good things. What are good things are doing? Are you doing? God loves you. And I love you too. Father, we thank you this morning. As we pray for all the ministries that are here in this, in this beautiful church. And we ask you, Lord. To put an infusion in every single heart here. So they can go out there. Holy Spirit, you are the infusion. Please, lead us. Educate us. Bring us where we need to be. We don't want to be just sitting in a pew no more. We want to be where, where God wants us to be. Doing His work. Father, we thank you for this morning. For this great time that we have every time that we come to adore you, to praise you in unity, in community. Because I know you love community. I know you love when we get together and we praise you. And I ask you, Lord, to bless everyone here with a double blessing according to your perfect mercies. I thank you, Lord, because you are good and wonderful. And I thank you for what you're going to be doing because this word, as we read it and we study it and as we preached it and as it came, there is something wonderful that happens, which is the miracle of preaching. And that word will get there as a seed and eventually will grow and it will get that person back to you, Lord. I'm asking this morning if somebody wants to accept the Lord, this is the perfect time for you to do it. Don't look at the left or the right or the back or the front. Just look forward. Jesus is waiting for you. And he wants to have a closer relationship with you. Do it fast. 
because we never know. Maybe at 4 o'clock this afternoon, the Lord will come back. And we don't want to miss that. Do it soon. As soon as you can. Thank you, Father. Thank you again for, for your word and what you have put on our hands. It's amazing, God, how your word will lead us and will nourish us. This word, when it goes inside us, it's a living river that nourishes our body and puts us in a different path with a different perspective and we know Lord what we need to do with it when it comes to us we need to share it just like Ezra said I want this word I want to learn it I want to use it and I want to teach it to that one that needs it thank you for that Lord Father we're getting ready to go home now but not of your presence bless everyone here and we thank you for everything in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All blessed. Amen.